The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is February 28, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. My co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. Appreciate it, Bill. You know, we had a pretty good show last week, didn't we? Oh, my gosh. That was uh, (laughs) Taryn Davis. uh, Outstanding. Right, and she's the founder and executive director for the American Widow Project. Since 2001, over 6,600 U.S. service members have lost their lives in Iraq and Afghanistan. This number does not include the thousands more who have lost their lives due to sudden illness, accident, homicide, or those that have taken their own lives due to post-traumatic stress. At the same time, more than 3,600 young military widows face their worst nightmare, when they received that dreadful knock at the door by two military in uniform, notifying them of their spouse's death. I couldn't imagine the heartbreak those widows and widowers went through. This is a very strong group of individuals that could sure use your support. If you happen to miss that live show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you have a couple news articles for us. Well, Yes, we do, uh, Gary. Uh, you know, last week we, we talked about uh, a little bit about the movie Hacksaw Ridge going yes. back to World War II with uh, Desmond Doss, who was a uh, medic uh, during World War II, and he refused, as uh, we also recall, to carry a weapon. You know, he was noted for bringing about 75 wounded uh, men from uh, the uh, top of uh, Hacksaw Ridge uh-huh. and uh, to get them medical attention. And, of course, he uh, received the Congressional Medal of Honor. Well, uh, this movie, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Gary, did not win Best Picture, but Mel Gibson and his crew still went home with the Best Film Editing and Sound Editing Awards. And that's not Great. too bad for a 10-year production effort on a very tight budget and a barely made deadline. So yes. um, if our listening audience, if you've not seen Hacksaw Ridge, uh, you know, set a date for yourself and uh, get to see what an outstanding uh, movie with a very patriotic uh, uh, service person in Desmond Doss. Right. Now, it came out last week, didn't it? Last yeah, Friday? That, that, yeah. That, well, the uh, the awards were given this past uh, uh, Sunday mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Right. right. Yeah. That's phenomenal. All right. Yeah. 
Now, and you, the other, the other uh, uh, story of interest today is a huh? local businessman who is also a veteran in a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, who has created an Android app, which is available at no cost for all the veterans uh, in this area of Phoenix, and it will uh, plug them in in practically every resource they could need or want. That's right. Uh, and it's the, the app is called the Barracks, and it's the brainchild of Victor Lazama. The app includes direct access to a crisis hotline, assistance in medical claims, job assistance programs, housing information, recreation, and veterans' discounts. And, Gary, you know, we, we, we've talked about the void of information in our veterans' community. Right. And what a better way to be uh, connected right at the very local level uh, and where they live and, and, uh, and operate on a day-to-day basis uh, to have so much information uh, and access at their fingertips, this very important app on their telephones. Oh, yes. Do they give any information as far as how can somebody get one? Well, it's a, it's a matter of just contacting uh uh, Mr. Lazama in the uh, in the Phoenix area. The, the, the uh, area there of uh, the suburb is called Muskogee, and uh, I think uh, uh, he can be uh, found uh, very easily there. And they're ready to pass that on to him. All right. Well, great on the news articles. And Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest, John, this morning. And Gary, indeed, it is an honor to introduce John Warden, president and founder of Project Hero. John is a native of Southern California. He was an avid high school and college athlete, earning a scholarship to play football at Cal State Northridge. At the time, John was weighing 260 pounds uh, at graduation. He decided to change his lifestyle through exercise, which included cycling and improving his diet. In less than a year, John weighed 220 pounds, and within 16 months, he was at 185 pounds and had begun his career as a professional cyclist. John participated in three U.S. Olympic trials and earned a bronze medal at the 1989 U.S. National Championships. John then founded and was president of the Fitness Challenge Foundation, which was the genesis of Ride to Recovery. John was also the director of Mercury Cycling Team, which became a dominant presence in U.S. professional cycling, winning 535 races between 1998 and 2002. Wow. And John was named the the team of the year, a record seven consecutive times by the prestigious cycling publication Bellow News. John Warden. Welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. That was quite an introduction. 
<laughs> You're quite a guy, I'll tell you. <laughs> 535 races. I don't know if I can up to all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, John, why don't you, uh, what was the actual deciding factor uh, for you to develop Project Hero and, and your mission? Uh, I had retired from cycling uh, in 2004, and uh, I was kind of just uh, becoming the transition to a, a new career, and um, I had been contacted by one of the recreational polytrauma therapists at the Palo Alto VA, and they were interested in cycling as a uh, therapy for their PTSD suicide prevention program and they thought that cycling would be a good exercise and they had um, a fledgling program there and they wanted me to take a look and have uh, give them some advice on how to go about setting up a comprehensive program. Wow. And that sort of was the impetus to uh, to doing it. I, I ended up going up there and visiting with them and then uh, uh, after I saw what they were doing I uh, gave them some some advice, and they asked me, "When do you when do I start?" <laughs> and away we went. All right, all right. You know, I was watching some of the videos, John, and I'll tell you, my arms were getting tired just watching. Uh, you know, you got anybody that wants to go to the the, the website. What's your website address? Projecthero.org. All right, go there and watch some of those videos. Uh, it's mind-boggling. Now, that's amazing, amazing uh, men and women um, yes. that have participated in this program and served our country. Oh, definitely, definitely. Tell us some of the history behind Project uh, uh, Hero. Well, we started, like you said, in, in uh, 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of 2007 was when I visited the Palo Alto VA, and then we did our first big ride was in 2008. We, uh, we did a ride from Walter Reed to the Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR race on Memorial Day weekend. And um, we had 14 riders, uh, seven from Walter Reed and seven from the Fort Bragg WTU. And um, it, was, uh, it was quite something. Um, the commander at, at Walter Reed at the time was uh, Colonel Patty Horro, and uh, she gave me some marching orders um, that I couldn't return the wounded warriors more wounded than when I got them. And uh, other than that, she said, good luck. Wow. And off we went. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Now, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and take a couple-minute early break. We do have a couple breaks uh, during the show, John. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue on. Before jumping into our break, I'd like to send a special thanks out to our many supporters. You asked and we listened. We have been contacted every week by nonprofit organizations. We have had the pleasure of interviewing, asking for our help in promoting their events and fundraisers, their mission, and locations they serve. To celebrate our fifth year, we are offering an opportunity to make a nonprofit stand out above the rest and a way to maximize your events and fundraising promotions. We'll be adding another section to the website very soon. This new section will inform our listeners and donors of premier grassroots organizations that are truly making a difference, helping our veterans and military families, and it's coming soon. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. 
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Warden from Project Hero. And Bill, you have a question? For comment. And uh, John, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was really impressed in the, I guess, the first paragraph in your introduction on the website about uh, the movement to help veterans and first responders. Uh, I tell you, this is almost one and the same with veterans being exposed to uh, the battlefield conditions and first respondents uh, uh, with uh, critical incidents, I mean, whether it be of nature like... uh, uh, you know, the, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, uh, airplane crashes, all of these individuals in both cases, uh, you know, the stress level can, can really prevail upon those individuals where it creates a, a major problem. And, John, as you probably know, uh, one of the main concerns in the veteran community with the uh, post-traumatic stress leading to those uh, uh, suicides. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I see here where the objective is to be able to rehabilitate, uh, create some recovery, recovery and resilience among the, the uh, veterans and uh, responders, first responders that you deal with. Uh, is there a, a, a fine line or a blend, shall I say, between riding for recovery for competi- competition versus these the, the recovery uh, uh, things that we just talked about? Yeah, well, I mean, we use cycling because cycling is an activity that almost any uh, veteran, whether it's a military veteran or a community service veteran, uh, first responder, you know, that sort of, of um, activity, they can, they can do it. And we've, we've done remarkable uh, 
physical adaptions for quad amputees, quadriplegics, paraplegics, double amputees, triple amputees, burn victims, you know, you name it, we've been able to adapt and create uh, a a bicycle for that particular veteran. And and cycling is an activity that you can do as a group. So if you're a quad amputee and you're an able body or a TBI or PTSD um, and you ride a regular upright bike, you can all ride together. And it's that sense of camaraderie, that sense of group, uh, shared brotherhood, and, and everyone's in it together. It's the same sort of dynamic that you had when you were serving, whether you were serving as a first responder or whether you were serving as a military, active duty military, you know, in Iraq or Afghanistan. And so that, that helps create that, um, that dynamic. And then the other thing that's great about cycling is that you can do it out your front door. Um, and, and, uh, you know, you can do it almost, uh, all year long. You know, we, we do indoor cycling as well, uh, for those that live where it snows, uh, and inclement weather. And so that's, that's sort of the dynamic that we've created. And, you know, we've had some folks, uh, you know, great story, Sean Morelli, U S army out of, uh, Fort Leavenworth, Fort Riley, Kansas, uh, came to our program in 2010 uh, after attempting suicide. She, had, she hadn't ridden a bike since she was a kid. And uh, she came out and rode with us and got involved in our community programs that we were running at the time at the uh, military bases all across the country. And she ended up really enjoying cycling. She lost a lot of weight, made her feel better, got her off her meds. She ended up going to a uh, U.S. Paralympic training camp made the U.S. National Paralympic Cycling Team, became world champion and just won two gold medals in the Rio Olympics this past summer. Um, but most of our vets, they don't get into it for racing. They get into it to regain their life. Well, you know, that's interesting, John, because what one of the things, and, and, and this is a very impressive website that you have, that uh, there's a network uh, across the country almost anywhere from uh, from the western end of California to back here to the east coast, there is the availability of being able to participate in uh, in this uh, program. Yes, uh, it's it's a any any veteran or first responder can participate in our program for free, um, and uh, you know we have. Uh, community programs set up in about 45 communities across the country, and we're trying to grow that number. Our, our ultimate goal is, is we're working right now with the VA to try to partner with the VA and, uh, and have a community program associated with every VA hospital in the country. So that's about 200, um, there's about 200, 220 uh, VA hospitals across the country. So that's, that's something we're working on right now, and we're we're hoping with the new Secretary of VA, uh, Secretary Shulkin, seems very, uh, um, very um, open and, and enthusiastic about public-private partnerships. And you know, he's he's done a lot with us to get uh, VA mental health clinicians to be embedded into our programs uh, to provide an extra level of support. And um, we had a uh, Georgetown study that was done on our program to compare cycling versus cycling the Project Hero way and, and what the uh, therapeutic outcomes would be, the differing therapeutic outcomes. And 
the results of the study showed that um, group brotherhood cycling uh, was a tremendous, had a tremendous effect on a person's depression, anxiety, sense of purpose, uh, self-worth, social functioning, you know, all these different parameters of, of mental health that are leading to the to these 20 suicides a day. And, and that really got the VA to pay attention to what we're doing and incorporate it more into their VA facilities. And um, the process got started last year when Secretary McDonald and uh, Shulkin was the Deputy uh, Secretary for Health. And now that he's been appointed by President Trump as the new Secretary of the VA, he's looking to try to uh, really move fast and trying to get our program into the VA hospitals. It's a very, very cool um, time right now. And indeed it is, John. Uh, now, John, you probably also are with it uh, uh, with our veterans. Uh, in many cases, family members end up uh, becoming caregivers uh, to uh, those affected veterans. Uh, number one, can families participate uh, with their loved ones in this project? And uh, you just mentioned one success story, and, uh, and, you know, without calling names, I know that you must have had a, a, a lot of success stories for participants in the program. And just give us a little flavor uh, how that uh, is, uh, has worked out. Um, indeed, families is a big part of our program. Um, uh, we do a lot with families. We allow family members, particularly caregivers, uh, if they're uh, husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, uh, sisters, brothers, uh, to participate with their family member, with their service member. Uh, I, I personally think it's a great dynamic. Um, uh, you know, what we're, what we're doing is we're creating a family. We've created a nationwide family of about 12,000 um, veterans and their families uh, using social media and, and, and our programs, and it, it it gives that vet a support network that when they're in trouble or they're feeling down and out, you know they have a person that they can call on, they can count on. Um, we use the hashtag No Vet Alone, and and let and these people actually feel like they have someone they can count on, you know for better or worse, you know, the VA's reputation isn't the greatest right now. And people, the veterans and their families don't feel like they can really count on the VA to be there. Um, there's, you know, tens of thousands of great um, caregivers, doctors, nurses that work for the VA, but the bureaucracy of it sometimes gets in the way. You know, we don't have any of that being a small nonprofit. So we, we can create this, um, national family network of support and, and it really provides um, a tremendous level of comfort and, and, and that sort of hope and resilience that, that you need in order to not want to kill yourself. And a great example of that is uh, a kid named Stephen Leroy. Uh, he is a bilateral uh, amputee, so uh, above the knee on one side, below the knee on the other. And um, he was at Walter Reed. Uh, we have a program there uh, on the campus near the hospital where the vets can come in and participate in our program. Um, they, uh, as part of the new facility, you're probably aware that they built a 
uh, residential complex there where the caregivers can live with their loved ones there on the campus. And um, uh, Stefan's dad was a really big cycling guy. He, he lived in California and used to ride his bike up and down the California coast. So they, they started doing it together. And, you know, Stefan at that time was on a hand cycle because, uh, you know, as he was um, healing, um, he would ride with his dad and it gave him a bond outside of the hospital, outside of the stress of the rehabilitation and dealing with being a bilateral amputee um, that, that created a dynamic that was really helpful in terms of his whole outlook of what was possible for him um, post-injury. And that's really, you know, one of the great things about our program is a lot of times the people will, the dynamic before I started the program was if you're an amputee, we just got to get you patched up, get you functional and send you on your way. And, and you collect your disability. Well, these young guys, these were 19, 18, 20, 21 year old kids getting blown up. And, um, they would get involved in our program and they would realize, Hey, I could do, I could do everything I did before I was injured. And they That's would right. start doing some, some crazy stuff. And, you know, uh, we've had a couple of these, more than a couple of these kids come through the program. And, you know, there's example of Rob Jones, who was a double above the knee amputee who wanted to ride a regular upright bike. Cause he wanted to prove to himself that he could do everything he could do before he was blown up. He could do it now. And, you know, the doctors and some of the therapists were, were cautioning him that that wasn't a good idea, that that was, that was dangerous and he was going to get hurt. And, he, you know, he had other ideas. And he ended up riding an upright bike um, from the East Coast to the West Coast um, cross-country to raise money for us and Team Semper Fi to prove that he could do everything he could do before he was hurt. And Stefan saw that and said, hey, that guy could ride an upright bike. I can ride an upright bike. And so he, he ended up um, riding an upright bike, riding with his dad, and ended up competing um, in the Warrior Games on an upright bike. And it wasn't so much that he was competing against other veterans as much as he was competing against himself to prove to himself that he could do exactly the same thing he could do before he was blown up. And that's, you know, I can tell you, Tens of thousands of stories like that. Well, that's an amazing one, uh, John. I mean, that really get is an attention getter. Definitely, definitely. Well, it's break time, and but before we go on break, I want to remind you that the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel, which is the VSPChannel dot com, is a nonprofit organization, an online channel for veterans, founded especially for. F- uh, to fight suicide in the American veterans community. 22 plus veterans a day commit suicide, and that's only 21 states reporting. Be sure to check out our VSPchannel.com and learn how, with your support, can help save lives. Get involved today. We are also proud to be their national resource directory for the VSPchannel.com. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Warden from Project Hero. Now, John, tell us a little bit about, you're not just, you're not just a, a, an event uh, uh, organization. You also do a lot of research on your projects. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, about that? Sure. So, um, you know, we, I mentioned earlier we did a, a Georgetown University did a study on, on us and, and the effects of cycling versus the way that cycling, that we do it, and that caught the attention of the VA. And now the VA is partnering with us to, to do a longitudinal research effort studying veterans in our program and, and really looking at what makes a difference. A lot of programs out there uh, claim to make a difference, but there's no research behind it. And, you know, the one thing about government and the VA is it's a metrics-driven um, operation. And so we want to really look at and see what really moves the needle, what really takes a, a veteran from hope to recovery to resilience, and, and, and is it cycling, is it jobs, is it education, is it a combination of, um, we're going to look at, all the thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of veterans that come through our program and, and look at that data and compare it to veterans that just go through a normal VA process and try to look at therapeutic outcomes and, and, and also look at costs. And, and our theory is that participation in our program will yield better therapeutic outcomes at less cost. I mean, one of the big uh, hidden, not so hidden, but unknown factors about our program is 62% of our program participants reduce or eliminate their prescription drug use. Well, that's a huge number, and, and the, not only the physical and mental benefits to the patients, but think about all those prescription drugs that we don't need that the VA doesn't need to be spending money on, and it's a, it's a, huge, um, it's a huge deal. So we're, we're going to launch this effort here in the next uh, couple weeks, hopefully, um, and start collecting some data, and uh, we're really excited to uh, to see what the results are going to be. 
That's that's great. Now, Bill? Well, John, just following that a little bit further, uh, this research, is this going to uh, occur in one particular location, or are you going to have a series of locations uh, while you're conducting this uh, uh, this uh, study? Well, the way it's going to work is the uh, veterans, whether they're first responders or military veterans, they'll be able to um, go into our go on to our website, and there'll be an icon uh, at the top upper left called No Vet Alone. And when they click on that icon, they'll be able to register. Uh, so we capture their name, address, phone number, email address, city and state. And they'll be sent uh, one of the uh, research uh, surveys. And that will give us a baseline data on, on where they are and what their situation is, what their current state of mind is, what are the issues they're dealing with. And then every three months, they'll be sent uh, a different survey to capture um, what's changed in that time frame. And so uh, we'll be able to do it for a veteran no matter where they live all across the country. And we're working right now with uh, um, a company that uh, we're bringing on hopefully as a new partner that will help us develop an app. And we have these hub community programs that we're building all across the country and, and we're trying to build one for each of the 200 VAs that I mentioned earlier. Well, if we can develop this app, um, this will be a virtual hub program on anyone's phone. And they can do the surveys. Uh, they can get information on on uh, our programs. They can get information on VA benefits, uh, employment, education, family support, uh, community service opportunities. Um, we can plug in our other partners that we have and partners in the community. So it's a, it's a really exciting project. The other thing that we're working on is a, uh, uh, what we call a PTSD device. It, it's, it's kind of like a Fitbit for veterans. And we're going to be testing that in April, uh, working with uh, uh, a university uh, that's helped us develop this, where it will be, help monitor um, breathing and, and heart rate to be able to predict um, panic attacks or PTSD episodes in advance so that the, um, the patient can change course and, and prevent that from happening. And um, that would be a really cool thing if it, if it turns out that it works pretty well. I mean, that could be a game changer, particularly as you look at how, how uh, the path towards suicide, you know, be able to cut someone off at the path, so to speak, and, and get them help or get them the support that they need before things turn too bad would be quite, quite a remarkable thing. Well, John, I, that, that, that is remarkable because, uh, you know, as I listen to you, this, this, uh, is what we might call an outreach mechanism also to the veteran community. And I, you probably heard me say this earlier with this app that's being created by the uh, uh, businessman and who's also a veteran down in Arizona to be able to get information uh, and, 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 and get into uh, uh, local uh, uh, programs that are available to uh, to the veterans in that uh, Phoenix area. Uh, 
the greatest void in the veterans community is a lack of information. And anything that we can do that increases that availability to getting information such as what you're doing uh, with this project is, is, is going to be tremendous. I mean, there's so many basic and fundamental things uh, that uh, a veteran should know in accessing uh, the VA for services and benefits uh, just doesn't exist. And that's, uh, you know, we've got 21 million plus uh, uh, veterans across the country, and uh, the the information level is uh, is very low. This is going to help to improve that. I'm I'm, I'm almost certain. No, there's no doubt, and, and it's exactly what you're saying is exactly right. And the and the and the issue and the challenge is how do you take what this guy's doing in Phoenix and be able to do that for every community across the country and be able to do it easily on an app. Everything, everybody or virtually everybody these days has a cell phone. And so if we're able to create an app that people can plug in and, and eventually be able to have it be um, accessible and, and customizable for these different communities that we're building these hub programs, you know, that, that's what our goal is. And that's where we're, we're going to be sitting down with Congress and sitting down with the VA um, next month to talk to them about helping us de- develop this concept of this virtual hub. And, you know, there's a lot of VA benefits that veterans are not aware of that, um, you know, they don't want to go to the VA to figure it out. So how do we do it on an app, you know, to make it easier? I mean, uh, how do you make, why can't you make a VA appointment on an app? Why do you have to go and wait on hold for, you know, sometimes hours to get a VA yeah. appointment. Um, well, John, John, it makes sense simply because uh, many of our uh, serving men and women who've served the country and are now in veteran status, they come from the remote and rural areas where uh, these services are not in abundance. Uh, there's a challenge of, of, of transportation and getting from where they are to where the location is. A, a, a veteran can spell all, spend almost a day in getting through an appointment from where they live to where they have to travel to, depending on how far in the rural areas that they are, for a, a 15 or 20-minute uh, 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 visit with, with a doctor. So this makes so much sense, I mean, it, uh, to, to change the whole playing field. That's true. Right. And what if you have those rural vets that instead of having to drive to a VA to see a doctor can do it on an app? You know, um, these days with technology, with the Internet, with, you know, we we have a partnership right now with Google, and we're we're talking to them about why can't you have a – a virtual VA where where a rural vet can just go online and the doctor can look at them. And certainly there's going to be cases where the doctor's got to physically see the patient, but sometimes, a lot of times, they don't. They can see them on on a video camera. They don't necessarily have to touch them and and can look at something and say, hey, you know, this is what you you need to do or, you know, there's there's ways that we, we don't utilize technology in the way that we should that we can help cut down some of these issues that, that we're dealing with. 
and absolutely, and, 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 and a portion, a major portion of that is af- actually in place right now. That's called telemedicine that they u- utilize uh, for those individuals in the, uh, in the rural areas. So when you match that up with this app that you're talking about, uh, it's, it, 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 it's a, a potential major game changer. That's how we view it. Definitely. And I think that's how, I think that's how the VA is looking at it as well, is, is, you know, if this would relieve a huge burden and backlog, and, and, you know, very quickly, if, if we can get this working. I mean, we need cooperation. I mean, it's not going to, it's a great idea that we have, but it's not going to work if we don't get the cooperation of the, of the VA. I think we will. I mean, the initial results or the initial um, um, feedback that we've been getting is pretty strong. But um, um, you know, we're we're going to work really hard on this and be able to tie it into the research component that we're already looking to do. And I think that those two things together in combination will give us the kind of programmatic evaluation of of if we're on the right track or not. Right. Now, John, how many hubs do you, do you already have some hub centers um, uh, in place? We do. We have about 45, 45. Um, uh, of varying uh, efficiencies and, and uh, uh, operational status. You know, our original first hub was created at Walter Reed, and that still exists today. We also have one at, in San Antonio um, near the uh, Brook Army Medical Center. Uh, that's still around, but most of our, I mean, at one time we had close to 70 as we were on all the WTU um, military bases across the country. Most of those have closed now, you know, with the reduction of the conflict and the number of troops deployed. So now we're looking to build partnerships with the VA and other community partners, mayors, YMCAs, um, other organizations to create these hub programs. And, you know, we, we specialize in the mental and physical rehabilitation piece. And then we look for community partners to help us with the employment, the education, the community service and the family support. Um, and, uh, you know, we've had some very good success that come out of it. I mean, we have a couple of really good programs that we're running with the VA, both in Palo Alto, our original site and uh, Richmond, we have a couple that we're trying to start, and um, you know, now with the new administration, we're hoping that uh, he lives up to his word that he's really going to take care of the vets and and hopefully do some smart programs. Right. Do you have to remember about the Orlando? That's a brand new VA out there, uh, and they have they service four hundred thousand veterans. So, might be something to look into. <laughs> Plus, I live we've, out there. we've already we've we've already talked to the Orlando. Uh, you have folks, and 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 uh, yeah, it's not um, what we're going to do now is with the new with uh, Secretary Shulton. You know, he's had a stated desire to really ramp up public-private partnerships, and we're gonna we're gonna work with him. Um, I have a meeting with him coming up in a, in a few weeks, and uh, you know, there's a number of VAs that that can take advantage of this program. And we have a great hub program in Orlando. It's not connected to the VA currently, but, um, you know, we hope that's going to change. All right. 
We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Warden from Project Hero. John, you know that every organization's backbone is volunteers. Why don't you tell us? how our, some of our listeners can volunteer uh, for, to help out. Yeah, I, I mean, we have events all year long. You mm-hmm. can go on the projecthero.org website and uh, uh, just click on find an event, and, and you can register to participate. You can register to volunteer. If, if you're a military or caregiver, first responder, um, we want to hear from you as well. Um, there's a place where you can find your local hub program uh, on the website. You just go right on there on the navigation bar. You can find find a Project Hero Hub. It's one of the first buttons you see. Um, and we'd love to get you involved. You know, we we live and breathe off of the public support. There's you know, obviously uh, donations are a huge part of, of what keeps us going. We have a few great corporate partners like United Healthcare that have been with us for uh, eight years. And uh, United Airlines, uh, U-Haul is a great partner of ours. We're trying to do more with our corporate partners um, in terms of helping uh, vets make the transition from military service to civilian life. Um, some of them are pledged to hire veterans. Most of them have. Um, the USO uh, is another great partner of ours. Uh, Boeing. Um uh, a number of great corporate partners, but the individual donors, the, the mom and pop that can donate uh, 5 or $10 or $20, uh, you know, that's how we create these programs and be able to provide these programs for free to the veterans. 
And so, you know, to everybody listening, if whatever support you can give, you, you can't give enough. These veterans, even though the conflicts are over and the, the, they're not in the headlines anymore, you know, a lot of these uh, folks, especially those dealing with the mental health issues, are going to be dealing with this for the next five to ten years. And, and we need to make sure that we take care of these guys because they're dealing with stuff that hasn't been around before. You know, in Vietnam, most of the guys that, that um, suffered some of these injuries would have died. But with the medical advances and the technology that uh, has come and getting these guys off the battlefield quickly, uh, they now survive. And so, you know, they have a full life to live. Most of these guys were hurt when they were 22, 20 years old. You know, the next 30, 40 years... They're going to need care, and and we have to make sure we provide that as a country and as American citizens. All right, that's unbelievable. Now, why don't you why don't you explain to us as far as the uh, upcoming events? When we get to that, we don't want to we don't want to miss that. What's the next event coming up? Well, we actually have our first uh, week long challenge program event starting uh, this Monday. Um, uh, I believe it's uh, March 6th. We're uh, doing an event from Jacksonville, Florida, up the up the uh, coast, up the Atlantic coast, and finishing in Atlanta on uh, on the 12th. So we're hoping that uh, you know, if you want to come out and ride a day, or just stand on the side of the road and cheer you on, we're going to be riding through some beautiful uh, area of the country, um, through that uh, southern Atlantic coast, through Savannah, Augusta, Athens. Um, so, uh, you know, that's our first event. And then we have uh, one-day honor rides all year long. And our next honor ride is it was also in March in San Diego. So there's a great opportunity for people to get involved and, and come out and, and, and ride. Wow. How many events do you have every year? Quite a few, huh? Yeah, we have about 110 event dates per year. Wow. So about a, about a third of the year. All right. Well, keep keep me informed of them, and uh, we'll help promote them. Okay. All right. All you right. guys, thank you much, for, very much for having me on. No problem, Bill. You uh, you have any more questions? Well, well, I just want to say this to John that this has been a very impressive uh, uh, show we had today, and it's convinced me that my bicycle that I have in the garage that I haven't. Uh, been out riding for a little while. I'm going to get it started today and uh, and, uh, and 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 do some things with that uh, myself. This is very impressive. But uh, in the last segment, we were talking about um, the, uh, the the project that you're starting up with the uh, with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And uh, you know, uh, there's something that's in place right now that I think it can be quite uh, advantageous. And getting the word out uh, that's in the, uh, in the VA's capability right now. And, John, you may have heard about this call, and they're operated from the local uh, medical centers in the, in the various areas around the country. It's called Community Veterans Engagement Boards. And uh, Secretary McDonald, before he left, he placed a lot of emphasis on that. They're up and running. And this is a way, I mean, in terms of outreach and getting the word out, 
into the community. They're effective. I know uh, from today's program, uh, I'm going to be in touch right away with our board here with the the, uh, District of Columbia Medical Center to talk about uh, 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 Ride to uh, Recovery and even the program that uh, you're going to be working in with. So the Veterans Community Engagement Board, if you kind of stick a pin in that, if you haven't heard about it, and, and maybe uh, include that in when, when you're talking with the secretary. Right. I'll do that. That's a, appreciate that tip. Community okay. Veterans Engagement Board. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. Well, John, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? i just like to uh, thank everybody for supporting the veterans. And thank you guys for having this show. It's a, it's a great way to showcase programs like ours that are kind of under the radar. Yes. And um, it's, uh, it's, important, uh, it's important work that we support these veterans. And, and our program is really unique, and, and we're very proud of the success that we've had. And, you know, there's a lot more that, you know, the demand for our program far exceeds our capacity to deliver, and we need to fix that. All right. Thank you, John. Thanks to all our listeners and our supporters, and remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host Bill and our guest John Warden. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's and management. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across